Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, please put your hands together for the Lord. Wow. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for your mighty, mighty spirit which is present here with us to teach us, to speak to us, to minister to us, and to heal us. We give you glory, we give you praise. We submit ourselves to your word. Speak to us in the way we will understand. Meet us at the point of our needs. At the end, we will give you glory, we will give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Say a nicer amen. amen. Wonderful. You may be seated. <clears throat> I missed you too. Wow, what a blessing. Well, it's, it's good to be back. We just came back from Pretoria um, for a camp with Bishop Emmanuel Clufio. Though we are tired, we are blessed. Because the Bible says, though your outward man perisheth, your inner man is renewed daily. Amen. Amen. So in these four days, we went on Tuesday. We're actually supposed to finish today. So we are also surprised to be here this morning. So we have come unprepared. Do you get it? And we are actually surprised that we are preaching. Because we weren't expecting to be preaching at this time at all. But I believe that God has a special word for you. God is about to deliver somebody from a great mistake. I said God is about to deliver somebody from a great mistake. Amen. Well, coincidentally and incidentally... Today I'm talking about mistakes. I see you overcoming your mistakes. How many have made mistakes before? Oh, I've made a lot of them. You can write even a book. Since it's a family-like service, I hope nobody's in a rush. Okay, so I can take my time and talk to you. Because I need about... Maybe about four hours for this message. So. so I read from the Bible. Fundo, it's good to see you. I read from the Bible, James chapter 3, verse number 1, 2, and verse 3, if possible. I'm reading from the New Living Translation because it says it's clear. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged 
more strictly. Amen. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if any, for if we could control our times, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Amen. How many of you have a tank? How many of you have tanks that are uncontrollable? Tanks that sometimes say things you have not asked them to say. You were just thinking it in your head. You didn't ask it to say it. Then it will blurt it out. It can't keep a secret. But the Bible says that if any is able to control his tongue, the same is a perfect man. Verse 3 says, we can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Amen. So your tongue can make you go wherever it wants you to go. Amen. It says a horse, a powerful horse, we can let it go wherever we want it to go by just putting something in the mouth to control the tongue. And with all its power, it will can direct it to go anywhere. That's what that's how cars move. We call it horsepower. The power of a car is tailored after the power of a horse. Hallelujah. So if you are able to control your tank, you will go to the right places. I see you going to the right places. I said, I see you going to the right places. But I'm talking about mistakes. And the scripture says that for we all, not some of us, not the tall guys, not the dark ones, not only the ladies, but for we all, all of us, make many mistakes. Amen. We make many mistakes. In life, there are so many mistakes. There are spiritual mistakes. There are financial mistakes. There are marital mistakes. I just got to yours, but you didn't say anything. They are academic mistakes. Do you want me to go into them to prove that they are there? I mean, some of us have spent our monies recklessly. It's almost like you are in a hole. If we pour money in now, it won't fill up. Yeah, taking loans everywhere. You owe FMB, you owe Capitec. Even now, you want to collect your salary cash. Because you owe everywhere. You even owe your landlord. And unfortunately for you, you are sharing with your landlord. Yeah. You even owe people in the church. When you see them, you start speaking in tongues. So that it's like they shouldn't disturb the spiritual atmosphere. Yeah. There are marital mistakes. If you are married, there are things you shouldn't do. As a man, a married man, you should have certain type of friendships or relationships with the opposite sex. Amen. Amen. Why is my wife always checking my text messages? If you don't have anything to hide, why are you complaining? Amen. amen. <clears throat> Say another amen. amen. 
Now, anything you delete on your phone is still in the cloud. We can pull it back. I'm just letting you know. So, delete archive. Oh, it doesn't matter. We have a set of skills to pull it back. Yeah, from the cloud. Because think about when you delete it, where does it go? Where does delete? Then it goes into some bin. Some bin. Where do you think the bin is? We have a key to that bin. <laughs> yeah. You are a wife. The same applies to you. I mean, one of the biggest marital mistakes that wives make to stop respecting their husbands. Yeah, it's the beginning of the end. You can be some powerful sex machine. You can be some great cook. All those things become useless. Because every man is a king inside of him. And he wants to be treated with respect. That's all. That's all. Anything else you do looks nasty without that. It's a very good message. If they were here. You can make academic mistakes. You are in school. Instead of concentrating on school, you are concentrating on other things. Netball, dancing, unnecessary things in school. You will fail. And it's not because the pastor doesn't pray. Where do you think I got this type of voice from? It's from praying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I shook the camp with prayer. Everybody was afraid. Yeah. I started first session. Everybody was afraid. And then I finished them off with about five hours of prayer. Aish. You now you see that we pray. When I came to Apache yesterday evening, one of the lady pastors she came to me. I said, Thank you for the prayer. I want to be able to pray like that. I said, You should have brought an offering. I would have given you the gift. Camelo Salto Kaibasa. Yeah, so there are many mistakes. Anyway, the message is long, so let's roll. So make sure you don't make these mistakes. You are a student in school. You don't respect your teachers. You don't respect anybody. You are as arrogant as a politician. Oh, very soon you'll be sacked. You come and start home. And you grow up to become a fool. And you will see how expensive foolishness is. You think foolishness is exciting right now because you are young. But one day youth will go away. And when youth goes away, Foolishness is supposed to go away when youth goes away. But when it has not gone away, you see how costly it is. It's like stubbornness. At a certain point, it's exciting. It's like, oh yeah, I do what I like. But stubborn people, what happens is that everybody leaves them behind. Because to go forward, you need to obey a set of rules. So at the end, we will all grow. You are 42 and a half. I'm also 42.2. But you will see that in life itself, I've gone far ahead of you. And you are like a child because you can't afford it. Look, growing comes to do with your affordability power. That's all. If you say you are an adult, pay for it. It's as simple as that. If you say that you are an adult, pay for it. We know how old you are by how deep your pocket is. 
you will see. I mean, I do what I like. No, I won't obey instructions. You will grow, but you can't do it. You, 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 you have been left behind. Do you, have you watched that movie, Left Behind? Yeah, you have been left behind. So you are now operating like somebody who has just finished matric. Meanwhile, you are old. You are supposed to be like somebody who has a degree, who has done well in life. So you see things that you should be able to afford. You can't afford. And when you can't afford, then now children will start to treat you like a child. Yeah. When they give the adults chairs, they will give those chairs. The red, yellow, green, blue, small chairs. They'll give one to you to also sit down. When they are talking at a family meeting, you can't say anything because you can't pay for what you are saying. You can't bring a suggestion. Prince, I think that the coffin is too small. Let's buy a double-decker coffin. You can't pay for it. So when they say we are going to wrap it in a plastic bag, you say, yes, please. Clap your hands for Jesus. Now, in the Bible... We see, I'm teaching you how to overcome your mistakes. Hallelujah. Now, in the Bible, there are two cardinal examples of people in the Bible who made mistakes. One recovered, one did not recover. The first one is David. He made a mistake. He recovered. First Kings, or let's read Second Samuel for sake of that. Second Samuel 11, I'm reading from verse 1. We're reading through to verse 17, but will skip some says and it came to pass after the year was expired at the time when kings go forth to battle that david sent joab and his servants with him and all israel and they destroyed the children of amnon and besieged rabbah and david tarried in jerusalem this was david's first mistake kings were supposed to go to war but david stayed at home don't stay at home when you are supposed to go to church. And it came to pass, and it came to pass in an evening tide that David arose from off his bed and walked upon the roof of the king's house. And from the roof, he saw a woman washing herself. And the woman was very beautiful to look upon. Yeah, she was a closer. And David sent and inquired of the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba, Bathsheba, the daughter of Liam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? And David sent messengers and took her. And she came in unto him and lay with him, for she was purified from her uncleanness. And she returned unto her house. And the woman conceived. And David and sent and told David. And said, I am with child. Hallelujah. To cut a long story short. David was supposed to go to war. He did not go. He was sitting at home. Walking on the roof. He saw somebody's wife. Long story short. Fast forward. He went and he had sex with her. And the lady became pregnant. When you read further down, David tried to fix the problem whichever way he could. He could not fix the problem. At the end, he killed the person's, the lady's husband. That's David. Another person in the Bible, his name was Saul. He was also a king of Israel. He also made a mistake. So these are examples. So you are not the only one who makes mistakes. 
people in the Bible also made mistakes. Amen. He says, is it first Samuel? First Samuel 15, verse 1. And Samuel said unto Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint thee to be king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, hearken unto the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I remember that which Amalek did to Israel, how he laid wait for him in the way and when he came up from Egypt. Now go and smite Amalek, listen carefully, and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not but slay both man and woman, infant and suckling, ox and sheep, camel and ass. So God said go and destroy everybody and Everything. I'm wiping Amalek out of the face of the earth. I don't want them to be remembered again. And Saul gathered the people together and numbered them. And he goes on. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and laid wait in the valley. And Saul said unto Kenites, the Kenites, Go depart, get you down from among the Amalekites, lest I will destroy you with them. When he came, he was aggressive. He said, those of you who are friends with the Amalekites on Facebook and friend them also, I'll destroy all of you together. Yeah. He gave a warning. He said, better be careful. Yeah, you become collateral damage. I will clear them with you, so better move out quickly. Mm. Then it goes on. And Saul smote the Amalekites from Havela, Havela until thou comest to shore. That, so on and so forth. Good. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep and of the oxen and of the fatling and, of the, and the lamb and all that was good and would not destroyed them but everything that was vile and refused that they destroyed utterly you remember the instruction was destroy everything yeah then came the word of the Lord unto Samuel saying it repented me I regret having made Saul king for he is turned he is turned back from following me and had performed, had not performed my commandment, and it grieved Samuel, and he cried unto the Lord all night. So people make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But the main thing is how we respond to our mistakes. In the story, these two people, they responded to their mistakes differently. If you make a mistake and you want to recover, there's a way you must respond to it. Hallelujah. There's a way you've got to respond. You won't make it back. You'll be a casualty. You'll be a pity party. You'll just be going around crying and say, oh, for people to pity. People sympathizing with you doesn't solve your problem. Hey, you come, we all cry. When we finish crying, that's your problem solved. So the problem is about the rent. Oh, there's no money. Hey, oh, very sorry, okay. Very, is that for underruns? No. 
So those of you who enjoy, everybody should sympathize with me. Everybody should understand my point. Everybody should see what I, doesn't solve the problem. Today I want to take you through seven ways to get a positive so, so, a solution to the mistake that you have made. Seven. There are more, but seven will be good for today. I believe I'm helping somebody here. You know, somebody shared a testimony with me last night. He said, you came to my church one day. Before you came to my church, there had been a problem with an amplifier. I, I was packing the things and I lost the amplifier and the, the, the mixer. And the pastor was, my pastor was so bored and he really blasted me. And I decided I'm going to buy, replace the mixer and I'll leave the church. That was my decision. So that night when I came to church, you came, I had not seen you before. You came to the church. When you came to the church, you prayed. When you finished praying, you stretched your hand. You said, there's somebody here. You are flirting with the idea of leaving the church. Satan wants to destroy your life. But God wants to do something good with your life. Refuse that temptation and you will be fine. He said, that day I, did, I felt God. I, when you spoke, I felt my body shaking. So I decided to stay. Today I'm a pastor in the church. I'm pastoring. And after 10 years, after two, 10 years later, I'm a pastor in the church. I have a branch. I saw him in his black. I said, wow. I see him all the time on Zoom. I don't know that. When I, you know, when I've not eaten, I say a lot of things. So you cannot tell. So today I believe that God is delivering somebody from a cataclysmic end. By these teachings. Hallelujah. So number one. Admit your fault. Admit your fault. I think this is perhaps the biggest of all. Admitting that you are wrong. Admit that you are wrong. Pastor Preston, you made a mistake. Admit that you are wrong. Simple. Admit to God. Admit to yourself. At least you owe yourself that. Instead of justifying it and going on explaining it here and there. Oh, please. Admit your fault. Let's look in the Bible. That's the difference between David and Saul. They were both kings of Israel. The first king of Israel was Saul. The second king of Israel was David. They all made mistakes. They all made mistakes. Even David's mistake looked more grievous because he, did, he took somebody's wife and killed her. He was murder. This guy, he just, God said, kill all the people. Then when he went, he saw that Charlie, this way can pay Lobola for some people. Let's not kill these cows. We'll help the church members. Anybody who's going to pay Lobola, we'll give them some. Anybody who's having Christmas is also coming. We will need meat if we kill all this. What are we going to eat in Christmas? So I brought a few so that we can feed the church. We'll do a Christmas feeding plan to help the church. I just wanted to help the church. But God said, destroy everything. But look at their reactions. Second Samuel. Let's, I don't know. Do we look at David first or we look at Saul first? Saul. Okay. If you say so. First, first Samuel 15. We continue from where we left off. It says, And Samuel came unto Saul. And Saul said unto him, Blessed be thou of the Lord. I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, so, if he, instead of admitting, we start to lie. 
I didn't say that. Oh, that's not what I said. Oh, please, have, did you hear me saying what they are saying? No, what they are saying is not true about all. What other you start arguing? Sometimes you even start arguing with yourself. Yeah. You, I mean, your husband was there when you misbehaved. You say you didn't misbehave. No, me, nothing, never. We start arguing. And we start lying. So I obeyed everything. I mean, oh, I mean, I, I cook all the time. I cook, I cook. Oh, one day I asked her wife, are you being a good wife? Oh, yeah, number one. I said, no problem. I was coming up to preach. I said, oh, it's okay. Let me go and preach. When I, finish, I don't want to get heated up before I preach. So let me go and preach. When I finish preaching, I come. I'll ask you again. I'm giving you time to think. Then this, and then when I, came, I, I, I brought the husband, I said, are you being a good, hus- a good wife? The husband said, hmm. The lady said, Bishop, 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 Bishop. Bishop, I can explain what you are saying. So I said, We have obeyed all the instructions. And someone said, What meaneth then this bleating of the sheep in my ears and this lowing of oxen which I hear? You say you have destroyed everything. Oh, the thing you have destroyed is bleeding. Man, man, man. You say you have destroyed it. I can hear something over there. I see some of them checking in in places on Facebook. If you have destroyed them, how come they are in? How come they are walking at the mall? Oh, you killed them all. How come they are still moving around? I didn't, I mean, one day, a certain husband unfortunately slapped the wife. Now, please don't slap your wife or you go to jail. And if you go to jail, I'll come and visit you. I'll pray for you, but I'll pray for the police also. So that they do their job. Because for me, it's a door into the prison to start a church. And you are my pastor there. So, when we were talking to this lady who had been slapped, we, had, we just asked her a question. She said, oh, sorry. And so we could her down. Then we said, oh, but what did you do? She said, I didn't do anything. So I said, eh. Oh, then we don't have a, I said, oh, then we don't have a problem. We don't have a problem because your husband has a mental problem. He needs to see a doctor. This one, we just take him to a doctor. They give him a medicine. He won't slap you again. Because it's like he's just moving. People don't do anything. Then receive it. Receive it. I mean, is he an anointing service? Oh, so you didn't do it. Then there's no problem at all. So then your husband is fine. We'll take him. We'll pray for deliverance. We'll take him to go and see a doctor. Give him some medicine. He will go down. You didn't do anything. He wasn't supposed to slap you, but most definitely, your tongue did something. Yeah. So I have, has he slapped you before since you said never? I said, uh-huh. So it means it's not a gen, it's not a family sickness. Yeah. You did something. So, so, so said me, nothing. This, then he said, oh, they're bleeding. And so said, oh, ah, you mean these goats? Oh, Samuel, listen, listen, listen. I mean, let's, Samuel, let's be serious. Don't you think that if we kill all the goods, it will be a waste? 
when people are hungry. So we brought them to feed the hungry people. It's like, yes, but for God, it's destroyed. So it's already spoiled. But at least let's help some people. We'll kill it, but we'll kill it at the right place so that people can eat. And even when we kill, we use to make a sacrifice for even God himself. Even God will get a chance to enjoy some. And he started to argue and he started to lie. This is where God said to him that when you were small, when you were little in your eye, I know I, I made you king over my people. Yeah. But I, from today, I have rejected you. Yeah. Because of how he reacted. But when he came to David, he just accepted and said, I surrender. Some of you must learn to surrender. Yeah. Because it's God we are dealing with, not a man. You must Second Samuel 12. And the Lord said to Nathan, this is after David had committed this mistake. And the Lord said to Nathan, sent Nathan to David. And it came to pass. And he came to him and he said to him, there were two men in a city. And one rich, one poor. The rich man had exceeding many flocks and heads. But the poor man had nothing. Save one little ewe lamb. Which he had bought and nourished up. And it grew up together with him. And with his children. And did eat of his own meat. And drank of his own cup. And lay in his bosom. And was unto him as a daughter. And there came a traveler unto the rich man. And he spared to take his own flock. And off his head. To dress for the wayfaring man. That was come unto him. But he took the poor man's lamb and dressed it for the man that was come to him. And David was, David's anger was greatly kindled against the man and said unto them, As the Lord liveth, the man that done this thing shall surely die. And he shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing. And because he had no pity. And Nathan said unto David, Thou art the man. Thou seest the Lord God of Israel. I anointed thee. That saith the Lord God. I anointed the king over Israel. And I delivered thee unto my hand. Out of the hand of Saul. And I gave thee thy master's house. And thy master's wives. Into thy bosom. And gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if thou had been too, if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife. And has slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall not depart from your house. Now God was bored. And has taken, uh, yeah. And it goes on and on and on. But when you go down, the Bible says, And Nathan, and David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against He said, I have sinned against the Lord. 
just admitted. Many people don't admit their faults. Don't tell them I said so. They don't admit that they made a mistake. They will, you will see them argue. They will argue in Zulu, argue in English, argue in Africans. No, closer, they always argue. They, it's not a special hour. It's, this, it's the way the language is. It's like gang. That's how they talk. Yeah, argue with evidence, forensic evidence. and proof. Many born again wives are like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, pastor, so is it okay to marry a born again wife? Try and a not born again wife. That's where you will see where Pepe, Pepe is. <laughs> you try it and see. A not born again wife, they, they jam the wall. You, you say. Don't, don't take the preaching out of context and say, oh, born again wives are bad, so we won't marry born again. You try unbeliever wives. That's where you will see that you are one of the husbands. <laughs> one of the four husbands. <laughs> yeah. You argue. When you come to the church, people make clear mistakes written and documented in the word of God. They start to argue. Instead of saying, look, I was wrong. I didn't think through it. Maybe I didn't understand the instruction. Or I didn't analyze it well. Or I didn't know how important it was. I was wrong. No, they start an argument. Start an argument with you. Try to explain why it is not the way you think it is. You know, that thing is clearly documented in the world. It's either black or white. They will explain to you why gray is a type of white. Yeah. I mean, Pastor Spiway, you'll be surprised. They will explain to you that Gray is a type of white. Like this my thing. It's a type of white. It's white. But because of the angle you are looking from and the reflection of the light, that's why it looks gray. But if you were to come closer, you will see that it's actually white. It's a shade of white. There are different shades when it comes to white. Yeah. You'll be sure. They will argue and argue, Lindo. Argue uncontrolled. But look, the secret, just argue. Because if you don't admit that you are wrong, you can't even start the recovery. That's why when you go to these AA meetings and things, you introduce yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm Mandla Gabaga. I'm an alcoholic. You have to accept, acknowledge that you are an alcoholic. You know, I'm Mandla Gabaga. I don't think I'm an, you, you are in the wrong place. They say I should say that. I'm an alcoholic. My mother says that I'm an alcoholic. I don't know why they brought I don't know why I'm here, but since you are all starting like that, I, I will take it like that. Hey, you can't start to recover. No, you can't. Because there are things you need to do. And if you don't, you won't do those things. You'd rather continue in your sin. And so that when people make mistakes, they don't want us to talk about it. They don't want, we are all like that. I mean, we, nobody likes to be, I mean, instructed and corrected. I mean, correction is difficult when you are receiving it, but it's the only way to recovery. And they don't want you to, they just let, they'll quote a scripture to you. Let sleeping dogs lie, which is not in the word of God. They don't want you to address the issue because they don't want to admit that, listen, I made a mistake. Hey, the time is flying. I made a mistake. Admit that you are wrong. 
So they polish it. Instead of saying, you see me, I, I, I did some things that um, my host, my host, when we're coming on missions, we were taught, because when you come first on mission, you go and live with somebody. So maybe we find somebody, maybe you get a job somewhere, then we send a pastor there, so come and live with me for like two months to find your level. Then you, you know, that's how we start. A lot of our missions, that's how it starts. So before we live on missions, prophet trains us how to live with somebody. So when you come, when you live there, clean your room, help out with things in the house you can help out with. Um, when, when you are watching television and they are going to sleep, they turn, they go, you to go and sleep, turn off there. You didn't go on missions to watch TV. So when they, they are, you have turned their TV off, you leave it off. Don't go and take the remote control and you have crossed it because they are calling you pastor. You have crossed your leg and you are pressing the channels. Feeling free. Feeling free. Oh, you spread yourself all over the place. Meanwhile, before you came as the pastor, the husband was the king of kings. Don't come and take over the house. Live in the place as though you are not there. Even some chairs don't sit on it. Yeah. Don't sit on it. Don't sit on the chair that faces straight to the television. It is for the head of the house. Or you, some homes, when you go there, you can see that this chair is for the head of the house. It's different from the rest. Then you go, you go and sit down, then you spread yourself. So now when the, the owner of the house say, Charlie, I think that by now your ministry should be working. And they are only praying for you to move out. Then they stop the church. Yeah, that's all they are praying for. Because you have come to take over. You have, you have disrespected them in the highest way possible. In the name of spirituality. So as soon as you move, you stop them. Oh, you see, my host, they, do, they, do, they, do, they don't understand spiritual protocol. You see, because, I mean, I just, I just, I just sat um, in the chair and um, I had a revelation. So when I come, I prefer to sit, sit there so that I can have revelation all the time. But they, uh, the other day when I was sitting there, when the man came, he wasn't happy and I was talking, but doesn't understand spiritual protocol. Listen. I'm the pastor of the church, your spiritual head, but I'm not the head of your house. Yeah, I'm not the head of your house. I'm not. Yeah, you go there, you have opened them. I don't visit people and start opening the fridge. Uh, what do you have in the fridge? <laughs> where, where is some Venice for the man? Please make some venison which my soul loved. Even when I'm visiting people, I tell, this is how come I visit people by surprise. So they don't prepare anything. Because it's not like I need to visit you so I can have supper. Yeah. If I need supper, I'll let you know. If I need to eat, I know I know people. That's why God said, if I, I need to eat, I won't ask you. I know people I can ask. Which by reason of a certain kind of relationship, that provision is there. Of course, if I come and you, you, the spirit of the Lord comes upon you. And it leads you to prepare something very, very uh, anointed. Why not? Because before Isaac could bless Jacob, he had to eat venison, which is so lovely. So it tells you that venison provokes the anointing of Almighty God. So if I come and anoint you and it provokes the anointing, so be it. Obey the instruction of the Lord. 
But oh now come to open. I'm living here. What did you cook today? Hey, hey, this food smells very nice. Is it means or is it it is just a liver? Hey, then I'll be tasting. Hey. Instead of admitting that you, you, you behave yourself badly, so you see, my host doesn't understand. I know many people like that. Many people go and live with, they don't even consider the inconvenience they provide to the people, the person they are living with. But they, don't even, they don't know. There's a way I live in my house. There's a way I used to live in my house before my children came to visit us. That's the way I was living with my wife before my children visited. You get it? Then, because they are visiting for a long period of time, there's also another way I live because they are there. Which, when you come, I won't live like that. Yeah, when you come, I will not live like that. Because your you visit is shorter. Do you see? Because if I live like that in a short space of time, you will not understand. You need about 18 to 25 years to understand that type of living. So you have to live for a long time to realize that, oh, this is uh, is okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't know the inconvenience. Even you don't know the sacrifice that the people are making. You just, you, you just take the milk and you put it on. Blah, 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 blah. Do you, know, you don't know how, how they manage to get the milk. Or how long that milk is for. Yeah, you think that. Oh, but please, Pastor Spirit, it's Christmas. Shouldn't you go for Christmas shopping? So you go for, you replace the milk. Eh? <laughs> you think so? Maybe the milk was bought to last into January. So if you make a mistake, admit it. If you have made a marital mistake, if you are in a wrong relationship, admit it. Yeah. It is admit. If you don't admit, you can't even start solving it. help you won't say that you need help you'll be there and suffer yeah i don't know if the message will fit in today number two i think maybe if we go to number two we'll get to number three then we can go to number four so did he admit it's wrong he started to justify it rather and many christians behave like that Luke 16 15 jesus said ye be they will justify yourself among men but the lord god knows your heart you justify yourself. Sometimes we even lie. First John 1 8. It says, If we say we have no sin, if we say we have not made a mistake, we are lying to ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Number two, after you have admitted your, your mistake, confess it. Confess it. I think that I think I was wrong. Mm, but I won't say nothing. Mm, it's between me and God. The person you have wronged, your relationship with the person is damaged until you say something. That's why even to God, 
you have to say something. Because if you have accepted in your heart, God knows your heart. We just read it in 1615. God knows your heart. But he still wants you to say it. He wants you to say it with your mouth. To say it with your mouth. To say, I'm sorry. I did wrong. So many wives don't say sorry. Look, if you're a husband, you want to hear, I'm sorry. Look, the earlier you give up, the better. Just take it, lower your standards. Lower your standards. Lower your standard. Lower your standard. Your standard is too high. Lower it. You are expecting, I'm sorry, Pastor Prince. Lower your standard because they are never going to say sorry. Yeah. Muruti told us that in marriages, the reason why people struggle is that their standards are too high. Yeah, low. if you lower your standard, you'll be happy all the time. So he said he likened it into like being in school and doing maths. Because the government wants everybody to pass, that's why they brought the pass mark to 30%. They have accepted that people don't know anything. So just 30% you have passed. So that everybody passes. Lower your standard. Yeah. You are struggling with mass 22, 32, 31 and a half. Still, you want to do core math. Just do mass late. Because math is not your friend. Yeah. DY DX is not your friend. Just do arithmetic. One plus one plus one is three. Like all the math goes forward. That's all. You don't go forward and come backwards. But DY DX, I mean, you are doing math and they are only using letters. Yeah, Sigma FX over Sigma X. Uh huh. And it's math, it's not English. We are doing the math in English. And you ask yourself, where are this? Then when they finish all this, they write find X. X for what? That's X. There are a lot of X. The first one, Sigma FX. That's X1. First X. Over Sigma X. That's another X. Ah. I mean, you are the teacher. Are you that blind? You cannot find X. You need me to help you to find X. Yeah. We, we had a question in economics. They asked first year. It's always question one. First year, they will ask you. Second year, they will ask you. Third year, they will ask you. Final year, they will ask you. They will ask, do you want to know the question? Economics is a science. Discuss. Yeah. And they, they use it to test those who will pass or those who will fail. As soon as you start answering, now, they know that. Especially when it's your first question. They know that you don't know anything. Yeah. The lecturer told, my head of department told, as soon as you answer this question, if you are going to answer this question, it should be your last question. It should be your last question. It's like you are answering five. So you've done four. You can't find a fifth one. Then you do this one to get some eight to add to it or something. But to do it as your first question, like your main question, you don't know much. So there was this guy writing the exam there. When he saw the question, he said, look, Adam Smith, who is the father of economics, said economics is a science. Who am I to say otherwise? <laughs> I mean, if Adam Smith says it's a science, I mean, it's like 
it's like we are in the church. Do you get it? Then prophet says that we must do church this way. Who am I to say that we shouldn't do church? That's all. That's all. End of story. I don't even have to give you any more points. So, Mr. Husband, lower your standards. Your standards are too high. That's why you are always disappointed. They will not say sorry. They will not say sorry. Yeah, they will not say sorry. I know a mother, she doesn't say sorry, so the child also doesn't say sorry. Baby, small baby, sucking the drum. Say, say sorry, no. Say sorry, no. The day he has to say sorry, I won't say anything he will say, but sorry, no. The day he has to say sorry to me, I say, say, that's, he will see where power lies. I'll put him to submission, he will be sure. Friday, prophet said, is it Friday or Tuesday? Prophet said that the most stubborn chicken is humbled a pot of, a boiling pot of soup. Put you in a soup, you boil, you will be humbled. Hmm? Now, Psalm 51. Psalm 50. Am I here next Sunday? Okay. Maybe I can finish somewhere and continue next Sunday because I'm only at two. It says, Psalm 51, I'm reading from 1 to 5. It says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thine mercies. Blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression. I acknowledge my mistake. And my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee only have I sinned. And done this evil in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. This is David. So we are looking at the good, the bad example, he was destroyed. So we are looking at the good example guy. He said, Look, I acknowledge, I accept. I'm not going to do, and please, I'm saying it. And feel free to talk. He said, that thou mayest, that thou mayest justify when thou speakest. Like, that God will be justified when he says that this is what you did. And it's not. There are people when they make a mistake, after they have said sorry, they don't want you to say anything. They don't want you to talk to them. Listen, so you don't do this and that and that. It's, the talking is to make sure that you don't repeat that mistake anyway. Because sometimes your mind is not so... Or you don't understand the situation so much to extrapolate it from here into another setting. Do you see? So you go and face the same problem here, but it has represented itself in another way. You repeat the same mistake. It's when you have understanding of what it really means. Then when you come and it represents itself, you see, oh, this one is just like the other one. This one, oh, say, oh, no. You don't say bad things about your father. It's finished. Whether it's here or it's there, it's the same. Don't you know some um, mass questions? You know, if they brought the exactly what in the book, you could have answered. But they brought the same thing and they changed the thing a little. They said, hey, where do we, where do we start from? Hey, you are confused. But if you understood the thing, you will see that, oh, no, no, it's the same thing. We just have to repeat the formula and work it. And, never. and those who get the math, they understand the thing. So he says, listen, God, feel free to talk. You are justified. 
You are, and, and feel free when you make your judgment. When you decide what to, should happen to me, feel free because I have made a mistake. I accept and I confess it. I made a mistake. So feel free when you talk. Eh, why did you tell me? Why, why did you shout at me when I didn't sing the song? And I just missed only one word in the song. And everything. For all you know, sometimes that one word you miss changes everything. Changes everything. So he said, that thou mayest be justified when thou judgest. So you come with some arrogance, don't say anything. Don't say. And, and me from experience, when you are like that, just watch you play on. Just watch like because you don't want to recover. You are too proud to be corrected. And Bible says anybody, a person often rebuke, who is rebuked and often rejects it, his, his destruction shall come like a broken neck. Do you know what a broken neck? Have you watched a movie before where they hold somebody's head and, and then the person, that's how they destroy beyond, and, and it says, and that beyond repair cannot be fixed. A broken neck. So when you are corrected, and then you say, oh, 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 oh. Some people, when you are correcting and then they are bloating. It's like they are flexing their muscles. He says, so that when you talk, you are justified. I mean, I won't argue. I won't, I won't even frown. Why, did you, why are you talking about it? When you talk, they start to look down. It, it, it's an affront against you for saying. Even when you preach and use a certain example. I mean, I see, I mean, it's one of the ways you know those who are fornicating. When you talk about fornication, then they give you a certain. Let's stay with the Bible, with the Bible, with the Bible, with the Bible. Number three. Repent. Repent. Make a turn around. Repent. Acts 2 37, after Peter preached, he says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, What shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be ye baptized in the name of Jesus for the forgiveness or the remission of your sin. Repent. Without repentance, you are going nowhere to happen. Repent. Make a U-turn. Make a what? U-turn. Don't sit in your sin and wallow. You sit in them. Oh, I've already made a mistake. I won't do anything. Ah! You are in grade 10. 17 years. 16 years is for 10. Okay, thank you very much. 16 years. You are in grade 10. Then you say you have stopped school. Then now you realize that stopping school is not a good thing. Go back to say, oh, I've stopped already. They will laugh at me. Because 17 is for grade 11. And to go back to grade 10, they will laugh at me. Eh. Do you know that soon you'll be 25? And still cannot do anything? So repent. Go back. Retrace the prodigal son when he realized that he had made a mistake. He said, I will arise and I'll go to my father's house. The solution to this my problem is getting up and going back home. And Bible says, and he arose and he went to his father's house. 
He did exactly that. He arose and he went to his father's house. He woke and said, I'll go back home. And he woke up and he went back home. He didn't say, oh, oh, they'll laugh at me. So I'll go to my uncle's house. Going to your uncle's house will not solve the problem. Yeah. I mean, there are people who are in this church who have misbehaved. Instead of repenting and retracing their steps, it's like out of pride. I've gone to my uncle's house. You go and repeat that behavior in your uncle's house. Yeah, that's the difference between Peter and Judas. Judas Judas betrayed Jesus. Peter denied Jesus. He denied Jesus three different times vehemently. He swore by the Bible, by the Jewish Torah, by the Quran, by Moses, Elijah, Elisha. He even cursed to deny Jesus. Yeah, after he had cut somebody's ear for Jesus, he denied said, me. Oh, you lie. You don't know. Eli, Eli, Lamak Sabata, me. You said you saw me where? Ah, you, you, look. No, no, no. There are a lot of people who look like me. I go to a lot of places. They say I look like Brad Pitt. So don't say that you saw me somewhere. Maybe you saw somebody else. Do you, do you, think, do you think I'm the only short man in Israel? There are a lot of short people. Where, 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 where this guy? This guy, I've never seen him before. I don't know him from anywhere. If you talk like him, oh, oh, please. Is he the only Zulu man in town? I'm also a Zulu. I speak Zulu. Is he the only one who speaks? Oh, don't say what you are saying. Foolish girls that have come, you don't respect. When you see older people, instead of respect, I'm just feeling cold and I'm warming myself by this fire. Look at a certain foolish talking that you are coming to, that you have seen me with that man. Look at this man. Is he my type? Look at him. Look at, look at even where he's not wearing clothes. He's walking around. People are beating him. Look at my designer clothes. Do you think me and him, we are the same level that you want to compare me to? Oh, don't, don't stop what you Peter. But when he came to himself, he went back to admit it and repent. Learn to repent. I said, learn to repent. Yeah. You cook pap, the pap didn't work, and we said that the pap didn't work. So because you have that, you cook pap again. (laughs) Meanwhile, you know that your husband's favorite food is pap, or your mother's favorite food is pap. Pop with next. Wow. Yeah, it's somebody's favorite food. I know a certain guy is over that side. He's at the other side. He's across the Jordan. Yeah, pop and knickknacks. Yeah. So he said you won't cook it again. Because if you cook it and by mistake, it doesn't work. Your husband will start shouting. Repent. Yeah. Number next one. I have to believe God and finish because I can't guarantee. Pray and ask God to help you. Next point. Pray and ask God to help you. Verse 7 of Psalm 51. David continues his lament. He says, Pedge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O God, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. 
He said, he prayed, he said, God, work on me. You must learn to pray about your mistakes and ask God to help you. David said, I lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh. Where does my help come from? My help comes from God which made the heaven. And pray and ask God to help you. There's nothing God cannot help you with. Fornication, God can help you with it. Stealing, God can help you with it. Lying, God can help you with it. There's nothing. God cannot help you. Learn to pray and ask God to help you. Yeah. Has God to help you in your, in your challenges and your struggles. When the Bible says it's not by might, neither is it by power, that's what it means. Ask God to help you. You are a wife, ask God to help you. You are a husband, ask God to help you. You are a student, ask God to help you. You are a father, ask God to help you. How many times have you been a father? God has been a father even before you came. Ask him to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to be a good father. Yeah. All of us is our first time. We are learning on the job. First time. Yeah, and there's no manual. You have to ask God to help you. And all the children are different. One child is different from the other. You can't treat both of them the same. And yet you don't want to be partial towards anybody. Yeah. I tell you. No, 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 no. I tell you. I tell you no lie. Ask God to help you. Help me, Lord. Change my heart. Create a clean spirit in me. Help me. Because if you don't purge me, purge me, which means remove all the bad things from my life. Because if you don't do that, all the mistakes they are making it cry. Help me. Hallelujah. And God is ready and able to help us. Amen. It's just that we don't ask. We just don't ask. That's why. Hallelujah. Amen. Next one. Now we are running like we are finishing. Sin no more. Don't get back into the mistake. As you have prayed for God to help you, don't go back to the mistake. Do not go back to the mistake. Sin no more by taking practical steps to keep you from sinning. But let's do sin no more. It says, John 8, 10 and 11, when Jesus had lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. This is when the woman was caught in adultery and they brought him to stone him. He says, and when Jesus lifted up himself, he saw none but the woman. And he said unto her, woman, where are those thine accusers? Had no man condemned thee? And she said, no man, no man, Lord. And Jesus answered and said, neither do I go and sin. Go and sin no more. John 5, 14. This is the guy, the impotent man who was healed by the pool of Bethesda. Bible says when Jesus saw him later, he said, afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and said unto him, thou art made whole. Sin no more. 
Sin what? No more. Let a worse thing come on today. Let a worse thing come on today. He said, stop sinning or what is going to happen next? Stop this mistake or what is going to happen next? It will be worse. Yeah. Do you know why it is so? You see, when you make a mistake immediately, the, that thing you feel, the remorse you feel, if you don't take positive steps to get out of it, when you sin again, the same thing, you won't feel that remorse. Every day you become more immune to the effect of sin. Till now you are ossified. Insensitive. Your conscience becomes insensitive to it. So now when you smoke, you don't even feel anything anymore. It's like, oh, wow, I mean, what? Even when we bribe, we all smoke. <laughs> when we make a bribe, we all, I mean, anybody who has not smoked before should tell me. I mean, we all smoke. When we make a bride, we even put the smoke in the meat and we like it like that rather. So you come, with, come up with all kinds of things. Before when you drink, you become so remorseful. But as time goes on, you say, oh. But after all, we take communion in church. I'm still, I'm also taking some communion because me, my problems are many. So I need a lot of the blood of Jesus. To wash away my sins. Because, I mean, what can wash away your sins like the blood of Jesus? So then you are drinking it. Now you are, we are having communion with some small wine that even the alcoholic content is not, I mean, potent. I mean, even when a fly is there, you pour it, the fly doesn't die. If we pour more water, it needs to reduce the power. Now you are using a, 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 a black label. I mean, I mean a full. Now you are taking shots, vodka. When you take, oh, this, 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 this glass is like Bishop's communion glass. Then this is how Bishop takes. He looked it at the. Wow. This one is like Pastor Spa. Wow. This one. This one is very tall. It's like L.P. Joel. <laughs> hey! But Jesus said, stop it. Stop it. Because what is going to happen is worse than what you, are, what you think it is. Bishop tells us a story of a wife who, who anything that means that she will threaten the husband, I will pack and go. I will pack and go. And we kept it, stop, don't say that. I will pack and go. Then one day, he said, I will pack and go. Then I said, oh, why not? So out of pride, she was packing, thinking that the man will stop him. So the man started to help him. Hey, help her, it's a hair, sorry She's a woman Help her back. Yeah And then she went to her mother's house 
she went to her mother's house. I don't know whether she feigned some sickness because the man wasn't coming. She feigned, she said she was sick. Then she, she went to the hospital. Then they called the man. Said, oh, your wife is sick. Oh, where is she? She said, and he drove to the hospital. Went to sort out the bills, everything. When they finished, the woman sat in the car. The woman thought he was going to take her to his house. Took her to the mother's house. <laughs> Number six, take heed to the word of God. Take heed. Practical steps to help you. So take heed to the word of God. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sitteth in the seat of sinners, nor since the, the, the seat of the scornful, nor standeth in the way of sinners, but his delight. His excitement is in the word of God and in the law of the Lord that he meditate day and night. This man shall be like a tree that is planted by rivers of water and bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaves also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. So if you want to see somebody who will do well, see, see, how, see how often he interacts with the word of God. It says his delight is in the law of the Lord and in the law of the Lord that he meditate day and night. This is a prosper. Psalm 119 verse 7. Thy word, David said, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. He says, this is how I will not sin against you, by hiding your word in my heart. Psalm 119 verse 9. It says, withdraw with a man Cleanse his ways. It means how can a man, verse 9, just go back, just go back. How can a man keep his way present? By taking heed there to according to thy word. The more of God's word you have in your heart, the more you will do the right thing. Anybody who doesn't respect the word of God is going nowhere to happen. You can sing, you can dance, you can jump, play the drums. You are going nowhere to happen. Because at the end, anything that is not built on the word of God crumbles and falls. Jesus said, heaven and earth, it passes away, it shall pass away. But my word shall... It's the, look, the last thing that will remain is the word of God. The word of God endures. The word of God remains. The law of the Lord is perfect converting the soul. is the word of God that can change your soul. You see, the mistakes we make is as a result of how our souls are. Your soul is your emotion, your intellect, your mind. That's, these are the things that lead, lead us to sin. The body likes to sin. So when the soul is leaned to the body, then the body goes into sin. Yeah. And it says the law of the Lord, it is perfect. It changes a person's soul. It makes the person so like the right things. It makes the person so think towards spiritual things and towards godly things. And the only way you can work on the soul is not through education. How many of our politicians have not gone to school yet they, they loot our monies as a nation? Not education. It's the word of God. The word of God. So he said, David said, I have hidden your word in my heart so that I don't walk in sin. 
don't make time to read the word of God. You don't even know what the Bible says about this, what the Bible says. The more you expose your soul to the word of God, the better your soul becomes. The better it becomes. The better it becomes. I'm telling you, the better it becomes. So the Take heed, I mean, take heed to the word of God. Invest yourself in the word of God. Then you will see your soul start changing. When your soul, your soul starts to change, it will begin to manifest in your behavior. Yeah. I mean, I know people, I mean, if you want to understand nasty, nasty. I went to school with a guy called Nasty. Yeah. His mother gave him another name. He gave himself the name Nasty. If you want to understand Nasty, you look at them. When they talk, you say, hey. You can't even say, so you just move on. But I know some of these who started to expose themselves to the word of God. To just the word of God. Reading the word more. Meditating on the word more. Giving attention to the word more. Like magic before our eyes, abracadabra. You see the people changing and reforming right before our eyes. Right before our very eyes. Nothing can change a man. Nothing can change a person like the word of God. Nothing. Nothing can change a Nothing can change a human being like the word of God. Yeah. One of the first things I taught my children is how to read the Bible. How to do your quiet time. They couldn't read. I mean, when I knew them, they couldn't read. <laughs> no, they don't know how to read. So we take the quiet and we read it to them. We explain to them. We read it to them. We explain to them. We read it to them every morning, every single morning. Whether we are late or we are not late. Over the years. Because look. It's not your advice. This is your nice talking or your poetic Zulu words that will change it. Or Bafana Pokoto, Bafana Bafasa. They will tell you, please. How do you say that thing? Batita Bafasa. Batinti Bokoto. It's not your Batita Bafasa, Batinti Bokoto that will change them. You will be shocked. So expose them to the word of God. Expose them to you. If you have sheep, expose them to the word of God. That's the only thing that can change them. Yeah. That's the only thing that can change them. That's the only thing. Nothing can bring a change into their lives. Nothing brings change into anybody's life except the word. That's why I said the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul. Changing the soul. Nothing can change anybody. The word has power. It's quick and powerful. Yeah. The word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. When you are cutting with it, it cuts, it goes. That's why when pastor is preaching, it's like he's preaching to you in particular. It's almost like somebody has reported you. How many of you feel that somebody has reported? I just, look, I, just, I got to Peter Marysburg at 10 a.m. I just got, I've been out of time the whole week. If you were in church on Tuesday, you'd have seen that. You didn't see me. How do I know what you did when I was away? I don't have a CCTV camera here to, 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 to watch you. No. I didn't even, where I was, there was even no network. When I sent a message, 
I keep the phone in my pocket and I'll be moving, doing all my things, hoping that as I'm moving, I'll pass somewhere then. The signal will come and then my message will deliver. Yeah. And when you reply, you think you have replied your agent something. Oh, I'll be walking now. The next morning, maybe I was praying in tongues. Then I went to a certain corner of the hall. Then your message will drop. And I wouldn't know that if I knew, I'll just go and put my chair there and sit there. You won't know. You won't even know when they replied. Yeah. It's because of how the word of God, how powerful it is. It's sharper than any two. Piercing even to the, the dividing asunder, which is the dividing apart, the separation of the soul and the spirit. Yeah, it's able to cut. If you put it there, like that, cut between the soul and the spirit. You can see the spirit is here, it's there. Then the soul is also here. It's also shaking. It's only the word of God that can cut them into two. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's why when, when pastor is preaching, you see something, as soon as you think about something, or you know, then he says it. You say, ah, the guy has uh, certain superpowers. He can read minds as well. Just when I was going to look down, or you know, he said, this type of people, they look down, then you can't look down again. It's the word of God. It's not the pastor. It's not because the pastor is powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful. It's the word of God. It's not the pastor. Oh, it's a bishop. That's, no, no, no. It's the word of God. That one is quick and powerful. Yeah. It can tell what you are thinking. The Bible can look at you and tell what you are thinking. Yeah. Hey. Why don't we close? Don't you say that the time is, is quick and powerful. Is that what you are thinking, quick and powerful? That is just by way of example. <laughs> yeah, so give attention to the word of God. The word of God talks about everything there. Marriage, education, success, um, health, anything you can think about. The Bible addresses it. Bible addresses it. Give attention to the Bible. Oh, you look, if you like 2022, 2022, let's do a test. Give attention to the word of God. At the end of 2022, let's see if there'll be no change in your life. Read it, know it, meditate on it, and do it. You'll see a massive change. You, you can't even recognize yourself. And finally, take practical steps to stop you from sinning. I read my last scripture. It says, Proverbs 1, 10 and 11. It says, my son, if sinners entice thee, concern thou not. If they say, come with us, let us lay wait for blood. Let us lack privily for the innocent without cause. What's the next verse? 12. Let us swallow them up alive as the grave and whole as those that go down into the pit. 13. We shall find all precious substance and we shall, be, we shall fill our houses with spoil. 14. Cast in thy lot among them. Let us all have one purse. Hmm. Let's go on. 
my son, walk not, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. And it goes on and on. He says, when sinners come and tell you, let's do this. Don't, 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 don't even entertain them. Just walk away from them. Take, I mean, you cancel. I'm going with them, but I'm not going to do what they are doing. You end up doing it. Many people don't take practical steps to stop them from doing what is wrong. I mean, you can tell somebody what the person is going to do by reason of who the person's friends are. Immediately, you know. As soon as we see your friend, we know, we know, we know what you are going to do. We know what you are going to do. This is a known fornicator in the area. I mean, she has slayed several people. Many people have fallen in at his hands. You have now made him your best friend. Then, chomiwam, chomiwam. Bestiam, bestiam. BFF. Best friend for Chomza. Very soon, you, 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 you will go back into the mistake. You will change. Yeah. But you have to take practical decisions. You say you have broken up with Rosalinda because Rosalinda is, is, is leading you into sin. But you are still chatting with Rosalinda. Oh. It's just a matter of time you will still go back to the sin. As a dog returneth to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Hey, when we went to the church, the pastor was calling us fools. No, it's just a scripture in the Bible. I read the exact. Please put it there so that I can be justified. He called us dog. Then he said we are fools. No. As a dog, read it for yourself. As a dog returned to his vomit, so a fool returns to his folly. Yeah. You are moving with disloyal people you think you will be disloyal. I know some people who are in the church, they are chronically some way. They've tested positive for some wayness. Chronic is not like Acute, chronic. All the signs are there. You have also come to sit in their midst as the queen bee. It's just a matter of time. You may be a pastor, you may be whatever. You will become like them. Yeah, they will change you. They will convert you. You will become their soul. They will lead you to this loyalty. Just as we lead people to Christ. You will become like, it's just a matter of time. You become like that. Vividly. I mean, people, I don't know why sometimes we feel we are different. Like, I mean, we are our makeup. You have two legs. Everybody has two legs. You have two ears. Everybody has two eyes. Just like everybody. You will behave like everybody. So even sometimes the places we go is what leads us into problems. Bible talks about a certain man he walked in the way, in the way to the strange woman's house. The strange woman was standing at the corner waiting. He was, she was just there coolly. And she was there coolly. And he made a mistake. The mistake 
was not to go and say no, just to pass. But said, and he went by the way of the strange woman. Hello. When he saw, when she saw, when she saw him, she said, "Hello." It's me. <laughs> By the time the story could end, he had ended. Some of the places you go to, that's what leads you into trouble. Take practical steps, practical steps that will stop you from doing that. pornography again but you have so much pornography on your phone such that even to charge your phone the amount of electricity it needs to charge your phone is noise yeah because the number of people you have to charge on the phone hey you alone you put your phone on charge three days the battery is not full A black, there's a certain black man. He's not easy to reach out. <laughs> I mean, you have stored all the sites. You have shortcuts. Shortcuts on your phone to these sites. Why do you think you, you wallow in that? You don't even keep the sin far away. I visited a guy with a man of God one day. When we got there, I think he was not really expecting us, but we got, he was expecting us, but not expecting us like that. Oh, we got there, we saw whiskey in there. In the cabinet, it was in the cabinet, it was hiding in a certain style. Do you get it? Uh-huh. And me, the problem with me is that my eye moves. It's, I'm not looking, but I, I don't know. I can't help it. So it will be flipping around, flipping around. So later, he had, I think he was going to organize something, so he went. I asked the man of God, Can you see that? That bottle, that blood of Jesus with my name on it. Can you see it? Then he said, Let me see. Then he said, I called Jack. I said, No, I'm called Darius. Church of God, take practical steps. Take practical steps. Take practical steps. Take practical steps. Yeah. Take practical steps. To make your life right. Friday, there's a reason why we have our prayer meetings on Fridays. Because Friday night is a hot spot. Yeah, it's a COVID hot spot for all kinds of things. Yeah. So Friday night, instead of coming to pray, you are sitting on UKZN campus by the gate and you have already dressed up and you are watching the people moving around. Before long, we'll find you at Cuba. Yeah. I mean, one day, there was, it was a holiday. You see that I'm close. There was a holiday. And we, we went out to get something to eat, just a few of us. And when we finished eating, as we were coming down, we were on top of Cubana. As we were coming down, 
I don't know what happened. I, mean, I think a bad, a very bad DJ came to play. So people started to go out. It was what? Ah, uh, there was curfew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curfew. So it was time for curfew. So they were closing. So as we came out, we were just, hey, when the people started to come out of the place. Hey! When they come, hello, Pastor. So I was just there doing like what he said, receive it. Take it. The next person will come. It's almost like everybody that was coming was my church member. At the point, I said to the people that let's go. Because when they all come out, they see, and when you come out, you'll be so embarrassed to see us there. So let's go so that you can just come out quietly and go home. I'm sure there are some people there. Because, hey, a priest, can we help cleaning up? We are a priest. Can, can we help arrange the chairs? We will work. We will go tomorrow. Don't worry. We will help. Nanku pasta, no lady pasta. Yeah. Yeah, coming out. It was wild. Look, one day, this is my final story. Okay. One day, I was going, so I don't even remember where I was going, but. When I got when I got there, suddenly there was commotion. In fact, two stories. There was commotion. So when I got, I didn't know what was happening. No knowing, one of my members was there, and then they said to her, "Nanku, no, this was not the Nanku." They said, "They tell the pastor is coming." Then she started to run. So I was confused. So as she ran, 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 and then she ran to me. So when she saw me, she was shocked. How did you get here? She ran out. She ran out of space to run. And then she ran to me. She was as drunk as a bat. Yeah. The second story. I went for the type of 21st birthday party. Uh, steam, birthday party, baby shower, mother dressing, all this type of I went for one of it. So when I went... I mean, I was invited. Usually, I wouldn't have come for such a thing. But I was invited, so I went. When I went, we sat down. They said, oh, yeah. Did everything. Let us please invite the pastor to come and share a word of prayer. He said, prayers are very important for the living, living organism. So let's welcome this pastor. Please put your hands together. Welcome, Pastor Daniels. We pray for us. From the bottom of my heart, I prayed. Everybody was wearing white. Everybody was like an angel. I said, wow. So I finished praying. Then I sat down. Then they brought me food. I mean, the food came so quickly. I was wondering, ah. But I I asked my wife, why is not everybody eating? And then they brought a, a food. Do you get it? And... Usually, public eating is not a very comfortable thing. Unless everybody's eating, then that one, you look at my blows. I also not look at your blows. But if I'm the only one eating, it's like each blow I take, you scrutinize it, the size, the weight. Hey, you like a lot of butternut, oh. That's what they will say. So, 
I just pick one something just to fulfill all righteousness. Because Jesus said, when you go, whatever they serve you, eat so, so that I don't go to heaven. Jesus said, you have sinned. So I just took one piece of meat. I took. Then I told my wife, if I sit here with the food, I'll be forced to eat the food. So let's just come up with a nice way of going. I said, it's a good idea. So we got there. So, oh, God bless you. We are going to the, the church to sort out one or two things. Over. Oh, thank you, Fundis. Thank you. Thank you. God, God bless you for coming. If you didn't come, I mean, this program is not uh, going to work anything at all. Oh, please, thank you. God bless you. May you live for a long time. May the Lord continue to use you. Ah, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Fine. So, in the midst of the hallelujahs, I walk with my wife to the car. We sparked the car. And then, we drove off. We didn't get far when I realized I had left something there. So, I told my wife, oh, I've left something there. Eh? I mean, when I'm driving, as soon as I change my mind, you will see the car itself will change its mind. So, by the time I could finish, I was facing the other direction. Oh, then I started to go with the other cars who were going this way. He said, we were going somewhere, and then Pastor Spardems were ahead. Then they called me, said, oh, the plan has changed. Then they told me, oh, you have just passed. By the time they could finish saying, you have just passed, I was coming towards them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. So I just said, Chah! so before my wife could take her phone and go, please check if Pastor has left. Oh, I was already, we have already reached the place. When I got out of the car, all the people who were wearing white hair, Look, all the angels had left. Like, come and see bikinis, this. I mean, they are taking off everything. I mean, they just, as soon as Pastor left, they yeah, took off everything. Hey, there was no swimming pool in the house. Suddenly, it's now a bikini party. People are drinking, drunk. I said, hey. Less than 10 minutes. So when I got off the car, look, people who are not their past, they don't even know me. Everybody started to run. Grandmothers, grand, grandmothers, children, babies, dogs. I'm telling dogs, the dogs in the house, they didn't know what was happening. They all started to run. Suddenly, it was just left with my wife and I in the middle of the party, alone with the bottles on the table. It's like there's nobody. Hey! Some people are hiding in the fridge. Some people are hiding in the cupboard under the bed. Some have jumped the wall to the next house. Hey! I mean, can you see grandmothers running? In their beginnings, hey, two two piece bikinis. Yeah. Hey. So I just walked to my table quietly and I picked up the came to sit in the car, the car, and I went to my. From that day, I said, "All these people are hypocrites." If you invite me, look, that's why God has blessed me with a lot of pastors. As soon as you invite, I know you are going to lie to me. So I send one of them to you. If you lie to them, it's minor. It's just a, just a minor lie. Yeah, they can. And I tell them, as soon as you finish praying, leave. 
And don't pray any powerful prayer. Don't use even anointing to pray. Just say, Father, thank you for today. Bless you, Jesus. Amen. Just leave. Because they are lying. They, they, you think they believe in a prayer? They are lying. Yeah, you come and pray. But Lord, may it come to pass after the second day that, oh, they don't believe. Just leave them. I pray for you that you will take practical steps to prevent you from doing what is wrong. And God will help you in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this beautiful service to a close. Father, thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. Thank you for anyone that will ever listen to this message. May it be a life-saving message. May the Holy Spirit make contact with the word that has been preached and give life for your word. The spirit that quickened the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Let this word be filled with spirit and life to help many people out of their problems and out of their predicaments. We give you glory. We give you praise. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 I want you to pray this prayer with me. If you are here, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to give you an opportunity to invite Jesus into your heart. To live a clean life, it begins with Jesus. It begins with Jesus. And Jesus is here this morning to give you that opportunity to say, Master, Savior, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Be my Savior. I want to be born again. I want to go to heaven when I I die. If you are here like that with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to quietly lift up your right hand wherever you are and I'll pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. I don't want to go to hell when I die. If you are lifting your hand, lift it high above your head. If you are serious, be serious. Lift your hand high above your head. I'll pray with you. Pastor, I don't want to go to hell when I die. Lift your right hand, I'll pray with you. Pray this prayer with me. If you are here, say, Dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for me? Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.